In many low- and middle-income countries, women's access to mobile internet services is increasing. But African women are still less likely to make use of these services than men. So what is stopping them? And why does it matter? Welcome back to Africa Science Focus. This week, we investigate the mobile gender gap. I'm your host, Michael Kaloki. Sub-Saharan Africa has some of the biggest gender gaps in mobile internet use, with fewer women than men having access to a handset. And the situation has remained relatively unchanged since 2017, according to the Mobile Gender Gap Report 2021 from GSMA Connected Women. Our reporter, Charles Pensulo, dials into the findings. For most people I know, a mobile phone is the first thing they check when they wake up and the last thing when they sleep. Phones have become a part of many people's lives so much that they become distressed when the battery runs low. Apart from communication, phones have become a tool for mobile transactions, a source of vital information, but not everyone has access to this digital tool. Women are still less likely than men to have access to mobile phones and use mobile services. For a start, I spoke to some women in the streets of Blanta, the commercial city of Malawi, to find out whether they own a phone, what they use it for, and some of the challenges they face. My name is Beatrice Mawa. I'm 29 years of age. The, I have a phone. The purpose of the phone is communication with my family and friends. I also do business on the phone. I also access internet on the phone, which tells, which tells me stories all over around the world. And the problem I face with my phone is data problems. The data prices here are so high. So sometimes I I afford to buy data, sometimes I do not afford to buy data. My name is Tamara Sawyer. I'm 26 years old. I have a phone and I use it for internet, calls, sometimes taxis. The problems that we have here in Malawi, it's data is so high and call rates they are also high but sometimes you also have internet problems women in low and middle income countries are still 15 percent less likely to use internet services than men that's 234 million fewer women connected to the world wide web charles spoke to a un policy advisor to find out about the challenges facing women in Africa. Good uh, good day. My name is um, Mejabeen Alarakia. Um, I am the Women's Economic Empowerment Policy Advisor for the UN Women Office uh, in covering East and Southern Africa. So this is a regional office um, that covers all the countries in East and Southern Africa. Right. So uh, the recent DSMA report shows that... Uh, women's phone ownership and access to data and internet is not growing 
as it should be. Why do you think this is the case? Um, so the challenges that um, that women face in in uh, in the ownership and access are mainly three broad categories. Um, the first is um, literacy and digital skills of women. Um, so we know generally that women's literacy tends to be lower than men's literacy, um, and women are more prone to to early marriages, young, particularly young young women. Um, early marriages and um, there's also a tendency when there is a, a constraint of resources be financial or time um, then the boys are favored over the girls in terms of uh, um, enrollment in, in and continuing education so women's literacy is is one of the key challenges that women face in terms of using owning and using a phone um, the second I would say is the affordability Phones and internet are still quite expensive, um, and if you look at the data across the regions, you'll see that Sub-Saharan Africa still has um, a high cost for internet um, uh, usage. Um, there needs to be a prioritization on where the scarce resources of the household are spent. And sometimes just one phone can be procured for the household, for example, and and. And in that case, when it is seen as, as an asset, it generally tends to be um, owned by the head of the household, which generally tends to be a man. Um, and the last, uh, the last issue I think that is, is also very important for women is the safety and security online. You know, we, we, we see this um, more and more uh, on the increased um, violence, uh, harassment that uh, occurs online. Um, making it more of an unsafe space for women to use the internet um, when they do have a phone or when they are accessing the internet. So those are the three broad areas of challenges that women face. And this is often the widest in rural areas in almost all countries. And by not being, by not being connected, what is it that women are missing out maybe when it comes to their social, economic, education, even healthy. So more broadly, I mean, uh, we, are, we are sort of going through a digital uh, revolution and more and more services are provided online and socializing also is, is, is happening more and more online. Um, so we, we have um, everything from um, healthcare, commerce, education, um, and financial services all being provided online. Um, and we also have a lot of social interactions happening online, networking happens online, um, and information is disseminated, even if it's public service announcements are disseminated through the virtual platforms. And information on these virtual platforms can go so quickly. So it's very important for women to be connected to these, both for their economic um, uh endeavors, but also for social and educational issues. Um, in the context of COVID, I think it's, it's also been really very important for women to be able to access the information around prevention, around statistics, around what's happening. And this is particularly important for um, addressing the myths and misconceptions that exist. Um, having a mobile phone, um, and even if it isn't connected to the internet, but if it is also even connected to, um, you know, broad SMS-based uh, 
um, messaging services, the information can be quickly disseminated and the correct information can be disseminated by, you know, governments and um, and other service providers. So it's it's very important in that sense um, for, for health uh, and, and education. Um, and then we've seen that, uh, you know, in, in countries like, for example, in Kenya, where, where mobile money is also becoming and has become a very strong um, means of providing financial services, um, you know, having a, f- a mobile phone uh, can help a woman even have uh, a place to save her money um, and not have to, to deal with, um, you know, physical cash or trying to find a safe place to store money. It makes, it makes things much easier um, also the financial, from the financial services point of view. With millions of people now using mobile phones in sub-Saharan Africa, there are more mobile online services available to them than ever before. George Vilili is the chief executive officer of Farm Radio Trust, or FRT, a Malawi-based non-profit organization attempting to keep local farmers up to date with essential information. He tells us what FRT is able to provide. Farm Radio Trust is uh, one of the leading non-government organizations that is dedicated to provide information for sustainable livelihoods uh, to the farming communities in Southern Africa uh, using the digital uh, platforms. So we are in the space of providing information to help farming communities uh, to live a better life. Uh, that, and that information is provided to, uh, to those groups uh, using a number of digital platforms. So in, in terms of the digital platforms that we have, we are using... Uh, phones, and then we're using radio. So, uh, so we do a lot of impact radio programming, and we work with a number of radio stations. Uh, but on the phones, we have a number of platforms. We have the SMS pull and push, where we push SMSs to communicate to farmers, but we also receive feedback from the farmers using the SMS. Uh, parallel to that, we have what you call interactive voice response. This is um, an auto recorded messages that we upload in our platforms and uh, 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 the farming communities are able to call and listen and access information that would better uh, their livelihoods. Uh, apart from that, we also have what you call the video extension. We, we have documented some technologies that are working and then we put them on a video which uh, farmers can watch and learn from those uh, 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 videos. And parallel to that, also we have uh, the social media. You know, nowadays social media is a powerful platform. So we are using social media to share information with different farmer groups, uh, young people, men and women, to access information and help them to improve their livelihood. So that's what we are doing. Uh, we are also in the process of developing a mobile app, which is going to provide uh, customized extension services, but also link the farmers to access input and output market, where they can buy their farm input and where they can sell their produce from the field. So we want to use the mobile phone to be a, a tool that is going to be used to access information, but also to access services for development. George is well aware that women make up a high proportion of sub-Saharan farmers and he tries to offer them additional support. Uh, I forgot to talk about the farmer call center. We have also a farmer call center where farmers, they call and talk to the extension agent. Now, this one, whether you've been to school 
or even been to school, you're going to call and you're going to access information. Uh, the IVR platform is a voice response. So we record the voices. So whether you've been to school or not, uh, you're going to listen to that information. Now, we have those different types of platform to accommodate to women. So that women who have been to school and those who have not been to school, both of them, they can access information and improve their livelihoods. Um, the same thing with social media. I mean, there's a lot that's happening in social media, the WhatsApp groups. So we also connect with women to access this information. So what we have done to improve access to, uh, to access these platforms, we have what we call community ICT hubs. These are groups of farmers that come together and they learn through different platforms and they practice things in their fields. Now, in these ICT hubs, we have been deliberate to create women-led ICT hubs where women themselves, they organize, they listen to information on the radio, they call the call center or they interact with extension agents through the digital platforms to apply those things in their own livelihoods. But what we have done also, we have promoted a network of these women-led ICT hubs so that within themselves they can share information, they can ask questions from each other, but using the digital platforms vis-a-vis the WhatsApp groups, the SMS, but also even phones. They can call each other and then share. But also they share a lot of video technologies within these WhatsApp groups. Uh, so we have seen uh, that, that women, really, if you give them the right tools and give them the right literacy, they're able to use the digital platforms uh, for their livelihoods. That was George Vilili from Farm Radio Trust showing what can be done to support female mobile phone users in sub-Saharan Africa access essential services and information. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Africa Science Focus. To catch up on all our episodes, look for us on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Ruth Douglas with reporting from Charles Pensulo. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Michael Kaloki. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Programme with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.